welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by a mixed media artist. Uh, he's a filmmaker, a photographer, a DJ. Um, he uh, is in LA now, but uh, he was in Milwaukee. He still comes to Milwaukee every once in a while. And uh, he just made a, a documentary um, called A Sense of Humor which is about how uh, stand-up comedians uh, were uh, uh, getting by uh, during the pandemic um, in various cities on the West Coast. And I'm gonna excited to talk about his passions, artistry, why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Angelus Bailey, for joining me today. Hey, thank you, Ben. Good to see you too. Yeah. Like we only get to see each other kind of digital faces and stuff, you yeah. know, like little, little glimpses on Instagram or something, so. The phone call. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, this is as close as, as like in face and personal as we can get. So I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Right. yeah. Agreed. Thanks for um, you. Yeah. You're most welcome. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, just working on some tunes and stuff and I'm um, finishing up a little bit of design work for uh, library foundation. I, I work for uh, LA public library out here as one of my accounts. So they just uh, been kind of doing a, uh, graphic refresh of their uh, media archive um, site and then just uh, uh, in general kind of just uh, helping them out with newsletter et cetera, et cetera. So they've got me on a bunch of fun digital stuff and it's a really cool team and um, they do a lot of in-person uh, speakers and such. So right I just kind of just coordinated a bunch of that stuff today. Um, I'm going to do side note as more some more uh, humble brag. I'm going to do the uh, I get to be the photographer for uh, they're going to have John Waters as uh, one of their one of their speakers so oh. you know all green room and all that stuff and kind of hang out and be you know be kooky and fun or whatever and just snap yeah. a bunch of kind of candid photos and then probably a couple of you know nice posed ones and such with the uh, library foundation so yeah i'm like i at that point i'm like i can just retire i don't care <laughs> i don't care whatever whatever else happens after that i could just have beer because I, I get to be a photographer for john waters i'm like good night yeah good. that's fucking rad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like you have a, a stacked day yeah it's fun it's you know it's exciting and it's also just I've never been about like figuring out new ways to to make tons of money I've always just been like how can I get the most prestigious like accounts and pieces under my belt for art you know yeah. and that's that's always been my goal of just like the highest being able to create the highest art for like the biggest accounts and biggest yeah. you know whatever brands clients whatever it is that's I like that. That's my, yeah. that's kind of what keeps me rolling. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked. To Your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I was looking at your website a bit before this. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You have a, a pretty uh, uh, stacked itinerary of uh, all the companies you've worked with and stuff. Um, and uh, you, you uh, have fun with various forms of media, which we're going to talk all about. Um so yeah, that, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, one thing I did mention at the beginning was that I actually helped Angelus here with some PR uh, this past year uh, for, for aforementioned documentary. And that is basically how we met. I think it was a matter of like, we became like friends on social media. Then we had a quick phone call and next thing you know, we're working together. And that was, that was pretty uh, serendipitous. Yeah, it was awesome. I was literally like, I need somebody to help me with PR. And then uh, I was like on scrolling on Instagram. And then you were like, I'm doing, I'm doing PR. And I was like, 
he's from Milwaukee. I was like, done, send. Like it was a done deal. So I just, yeah, that was great. And you, you know, we both kind of see, got to work on the um, the release together and kind of everything. Like, you know, and you really did a bang up job on on getting all that stuff together and kind of listing, getting all the lists together and and really sending out that media packet and stuff. So really, just just magic. I'm like, oh yeah, oh big fan, big Thank fan. You. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, if anything, I always love, I like the idea of um, you, when you said love it, you're like love and fear. And, you know, like that for me is always, it's, it's uh, my sister's always pushing that dichotomy on me too. And I really enjoy that aspect. Just that's it. There really is. You're either, you're either afraid of something or you're just in love with it. You know, you're like, who, what else is there? You know? Yeah. It's a a binary that I contemplate a lot in my own work. Um, I mean, I was excited to work on it because I genuinely loved the documentary. Um, you talked to so many comics and comics that had some pretty, um, uh, such a, a vast array of, of, of stories to tell and things to say about like why they, why they're doing what they're doing and how they coped with just such a, with their worlds getting flipped upside down um yeah. and making it work and uh, yeah and just the, the, the whole um storytelling method um the way that the doc is structured uh, it was really um engaging to follow and it felt relatable like as somebody who you know is involved in the music scene here in milwaukee involved in the art scene and knowing a lot of people whose you know livelihoods or otherwise just escapism like you know thrives when um, they're out and about doing shows and, and doing festivals and touring and doing events. And it's like, yeah, this, this is a message of like people who, you know, make something out of nothing, make sense of everything through making music or, or doing comedy or doing whatever it is they do. Like to have that all thrown in limbo. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's fucking terrifying, but, uh, and so everyone was kind of just like figuring it out. So um, it's quite a, uh, yeah, a good yeah. testament to that. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that. I think that there's a lot to be said about the, you know, different people involved and just kind of the, um, everybody's overall feel and just kind of, you know, getting a gauge for, for all of them. And I mean, we interviewed 120 people, 120 comics, producers, you know, uh, venue owners, et cetera. And it was just, it was, yeah. I mean, at the end, it was really an amalgamation of voices, you know, you're going, you you had to kind of make it one voice for the entire thing that kind of, you know, has opinions and it has, you know, counter and, and, and it has, you know, um, uh, different, different angles, uh, you know, takes on, on media or on, you know, zoom, zoom shows or on, you know, on what it takes to become a comic, you know, et cetera. But it, you know, at the end, you're really hearing, um, a really similar, um, you know, look and feel and thought uh process you know to to getting out there and just honing your craft in in a you know in a, in a maelstrom you know or in a crisis you know it's like yeah. uh, you know me and you you think about i think about this where you okay the name of it is you know uh now i'm going a sense of home i'm like i could change the name again and go call it how to become a comic in a crisis you know it's yeah. like there's so much for it to to really be able to live that it's for me it's yeah just a matter of timing. I'm like, nobody wants to see a 9-11 documentary like a week, at, like during 9-11. Let's go there. And COVID yeah. lasted two years, right? you know, or still continues on, you know, essentially yeah. two solid core years of complete shutdown. So like, yeah, 
yeah, nobody wants that in there. You know, nobody wants the 9-11 documentary right in the middle of uh, smoke still, you know, in, in the right, street, right. essentially. So, and I, I don't, I can't fault anybody. I can't fault the normies, I'd say, because most, most fringy people and all comics, nobody cared. Everybody's like, this is great. This is awesome. Let's get this thing out. Let's do this. But as soon as you get into like, you know, people that don't know about comedy or people that don't know, you know, what kind of struggle it is or, or what these people the addict kind of the addiction of it or you know the kind of like i need this yeah. to survive um right. uh, mentality of of comedy you know these comics going towards comedy uh without that in the back of your you know in your back pocket as kind of like your homework for starting this documentary it's a hard sell for people that don't you know that just watch a comedy half hour special once in a while right. you know so it's it's i think to come at it really like that's it i'm just trying to come at it softer so I think, yeah. you know, we, I, we, I like, we came at it pretty hard and I think it was just in a time of, you know, loving the time of hate, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> loving the time of fear. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, I don't know, something along those lines where it was just, you know, it was very like, you were like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do not want a mirror held up to this at this point. I understand. So, yeah. So, yeah. But not yeah. an issue. I mean, I, the thing still exists everybody that's still involved is still like in love with it and it's just a matter of like just sitting on it and kind of like giving it some time to breathe yeah um let some comics hit a little bit harder too i mean these comics yeah. are all up and coming or some of them are already super established and they're only getting bigger so i think there's a um yeah i think there's just kind of like that 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 pause for breath you know that, yeah that, um we hadn't taken in such a rush to right. see that this thing was happening and that we filmed everything and that we got all the pieces together and showed it to all the comics that were involved in it. Like it was such a dance and such a rush to make that happen, especially during COVID. That like, yeah, I, you know, by the time you get done with it, it's like, oh, okay, you know what? We, we could use a breath. We could take a moment and think about what exactly we are trying to do with this, et cetera. So, yeah, 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 let it sit and yeah, let the crisis continue subsiding. Um, yeah, yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah. Like just yeah. let that let that simmer for a bit. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that, that that makes sense. Um, I I can definitely appreciate that. Um, and we're so we're gonna talk more about the, the documentary, uh, in a bit. But first, I want to ask you a little bit more about everything you do, <laughs> like lead, leading up to, leading up to uh the, the present here. So for one, Angelus, um, are you from Milwaukee? Uh, no. I am not originally from Milwaukee. I am, uh, I was born in uh, NorCal. I was born yeah. in the Scanzulus National Forest uh, next to a river, my mom and my dad, uh, right there in Strawberry County near uh, Tuolumne, uh, California. And then I grew up uh, in Salt Lake City uh, with uh, two brothers and a sister uh, from probably about sixth grade. And then uh, we moved to the Midwest to be closer to family. We have family in Chicago, uh, Lake Geneva, um, all kind of that whole surrounding area. And uh, we, so we moved out to the Midwest and then uh, moved to Delavan, Wisconsin. Oh yeah. Uh, then, <laughs> yeah. So that was like my, my stomping ground was like Burlington, Delavan, Lake yeah. Geneva, Williams Bay, like. Yeah all that and then it, obviously we were you know i was uh we were doing like rave rave scene and such too djing and being mess so it was rockford and beloit and like chicago that route and then yeah. you know milwaukee and uh racine we had a bunch of djs right. racine and stuff but 
Yeah, Delavan, Wisconsin. That was like where we kind of ended up, and that's where I got my uh, my high school degrees from uh, from Delavan Darien High School. Uh, and, yeah, I, yeah, I I I went to uh, Circus World recently in Baraboo and learned that Delavan is like has some rich uh, circus history. It's the home. It's the it's the actual original. They say Baraboo, but it's actually Delavan. Delavan is like the the home. They yeah. used to you you know about the elephants they used to put into the uh, lake. They used to, oh, that so they'd have elephants would die in the in the circus, animals would die in the circus, and specifically elephants just because they were so big, and they would just float them out on a skiff in Lake Delavan and set the oh, thing on fire and just let them let them go down to the bottom. Like that's it, that's good. Yes, God, and to God, and then uh, they used to have the uh, well, they and they did they found all these elephant bones when they finally dredged the lake. It was like in the '90s, early '90s, mid '90s. They dredged the lake. All these dinosaur or elephant bones and and like uh, tiger bones and all this wild like you know Jeez. yeah like circus animal bones essentially so they Jeez. it was it was of of significance and then uh they had the uh the really creepy thing there was the um clown hall of fame oh yeah 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 I know that's also that's we didn't get to go to it but yeah I know that's in Baraboo as well so they it used to be in Delavan. And it was when it was in Delavan. Have you ever been to Delavan? I've driven through it. You know, they have, they've got like the big giraffe in the main thing. There's like a tower, water tower there. Yeah. Downtown cobblestone stuff. And they've, they've got sure. a bunch of little, like, you can kind of find the the um, the odd circusy stuff around town if you really lore. like it. Lore. Yeah. Around. Yeah, absolute total circus lore around town. You're sniffing around. Used to have the great, uh, the the Clown Hall of Fame in, and it was the, it was like the original Clown Hall of Fame. It was so, but it was a whole, like building dedicated to it and then i think late 90s they moved it to the basement of uh the mall uh the downtown mall in milwaukee grand avenue mall they, oh. they moved it to the basement of the grand avenue mall and it's even creepier down there oh i couldn't i couldn't even imagine <laughs> i mean just i love i mean i would totally check that out because i love creepy shit but oh, yeah 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 worth it i mean it's it's fascinating and it's yeah. And it's just fascinating. It's like such a weird time of, of you know, whatever. So yeah, Delavan, Wisconsin. Right um, not to get too too carried away about these clowns. Sure, 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 sure. No, yeah, no. I, I've been uh, doing a lot of day trips out of town to uh, see like more of like the um, uh, entertaining roadside attraction type stuff around the around the state. There's oh, a lot Wisconsin, of it. Wisconsin's lit. It's got such good stuff. You did? I saw you at House of the Rock. You guys went. Yeah, New last New weekend. Rock? Dude, so I that's like it doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. I mean, you yeah. you can see some really neat things, but nothing like to that extent. It's incredible. 100%. Yeah, one of the yeah. most bizarre places on earth, like hands down, like just go. Yeah, if you're for anybody who's watching this, go, 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 because yeah. it's just it's you'll never see anything like it in your life ever. Yeah. And it'll, it'll and it kind of will kind of like affect you. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's very sensory overload, like so maximalist. Like I was getting a headache by the time we were like on our way out. Like it is, there's so yeah. much stuff to fixate on. Well, dude, and even on like a creepy ethereal level, as far as I'm concerned, you kind of leave there with attachments. Yeah. Like it feels, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. Right? Can we get through all of that? What else? Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. The organ room with horns and the huge, like you're like, and then you're finally outside in that courtyard when you're like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. Think I, I think I took I think something came with me that's how I yeah. felt I'm coming out of 
coming out of house and rock i don't know if it goes right, like, at all but there's some kind of weird like like uh like clown spirit following you or some shit Dude, like hand hand to god hand to, <laughs> if you vibe on that i absolutely that's my vibe on on that place i love it but it's also like i'm like I'm I'm being watched the entire time, and yeah. as soon as I leave there, I'm like, nah, yeah, I don't think you guys can come in the car with me. I oh think yeah, to, I think you guys, everything has to stay here at the at the you know at, at the yeah. house on the rock. Oh yeah, and the, and the, the the music boxes, like those jingles, get stuck yeah. in your head, like oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> the full music rooms and yep. the and the carousel. Uh, I've seen yeah, the yeah, the carousel. Yeah, oh. I've, seen, I've seen that in a B movie, a horror movie. That yeah, worked, that carousel room. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, about. I read about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know a couple uh, music videos have been shot there, like the Rack on Tours, uh, Ten Thousand Maniacs. Like it's yeah, it, it's definitely like recognized for its phantasmagorical uh, nature. Pure uh, insanity, pure like yeah. to the nth degree of like yeah. Whew. That's a yeah, big shout out to House on the Rock. So anyway, um, Angelus, tell me a bit more about how you all kind of like where your fascination came from. Like, like I know you do several different things, right? So like, where what came first creatively for you? Oh, um, probably words. Started reading, you know, pretty young, maybe like three or four, and then and uh, I always loved words. And I, my mom would always tell me this story where we were driving in the car, and I would say. I was like maybe three or three and change, and I'd go, ocean, potion, lotion, motion. Okay, now laugh at it. And then they would. They would be like, ha, 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 ha. Because they, you know, it was so idiotic for a kid to, like, you know, push that that thought or that agenda or whatever. Like, but that was my rhyme when I was like three and change. Ocean, potion, lotion, motion. Yeah. Now laugh at it. And I would say, laugh, now laugh at it afterwards. Uh, I think, you know, that was kind of the, that was the start. And then, um, got into art, you know, made a, made a ton of art and, uh, you know, was a, was an avid drawer, you know, I always had, always uh, took art class and loved it, loved painting and, and, um, you know, hand drawing and hand rendered and, um, uh, paint. Yeah. I'm, I'm like thinking, I'm like, I don't even know where to start with it. It's like Modrion grid. And I'm like, I love, you know, like there's, I've had some classical training. I went to Columbia for film. Um, and, and then I've audited a ton of classes at UCLA here and then at um, LACC for, um, you know, just for drawing and, and sketch and charcoal and figure drawing. And, right on. Bunch of really, you know, fun stuff uh, on top of kind of just continuing to do digital and kind of continuing to do film. Like, it's way more of an outlet just to still be able to draw stuff and, kind of, yeah. you know, and have it not have a use too. Yeah. I think it's kind of a, like, I like purposely, I'm, like, I'm going to draw, and this is going to be for nothing. You know, and then you like, ooh, you enjoy yourself a little bit or something. Yeah, um, sure. I think, sure. I think, yeah, I, I like ridiculousness. I like silly things. I think it, I always hunt for the things that are wild and fun and like irony or like the little like flip of a word. You know, I love I love the word play. I love Spanish Latin word play. Like I love like uh, the corazón de melón. You know, which is the heart of the melon, and it's the yeah. sweetest, sweetest part as well. You know, of the melon, and that's like just sure. a nice little like, just a little like sweet thing to say to your loved one. You know, or like, I, it's it's those types of like little little flips of thought, or kind of just like I, I, ironic pieces, or like you know stop signs that say stop something else. You know, yeah, or, 
that for me is 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 always what's going to slap i guess in general i love things that people put really strong importance on too yeah. you know like I, like i don't even know like vote for obama and save big bird you know or like yeah yeah or like i could just go on for infinity you're like the importance of these things of you know where where they're like you don't understand the importance of this and i'm like i mean I does you know in the grand scheme of things no I don't you know what because I because it doesn't you know so I try not to get too caught up in a lot of the little things and in life and just I don't know yeah like yeah no I mean there's definitely times and places for for like you know taking things like seriously but also like you know not but it shouldn't be to a fault um totally i don't want to yeah. be mean i don't want to be mean and i don't want to be cruel and i want to be like weirdo or whatever and say some some nasty stuff like that's not my vibe at all you know i want to just get to the kernel of what is funny and what's fun like i don't know you know what is what is fun when, when are we having a good time is it fun if it's not fun then just stop doing it and do something that is yeah fun. i mean job i don't care if it's your job or whatever i'm in like straight up across the board if you're not having a good time with good people then don't don't do it there's no point no no and especially i mean i don't know i'm 44 so i'm only getting older i'm like this thing is oh like i have to care even less and less every every minute of the day i'm like oh man watch me care less you think about being like 24 and i'm like and another thing you know and you're like you know pushing your will on the universe to try to make these things happen and it's like yeah you know yeah I, I can see that, like, as you get older, you slowly start, like, you slowly learn to just, yeah, be a bit less hard on yourself, less hard on others, and just, you know, enjoy yourself, like, just yeah. chiller, yeah, be, be chiller, I mean, in general, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so you also, um, you're also a, a DJ, and you have, you've been doing so for over 20 years. I've been doing it for a quarter of a century. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I started, yeah. It started out really in Milwaukee too. So that was like, you know, uh, yeah, 90s, 95. Nice. So what's the math on 95? We're well, at 20, that's, 2022 and it, yeah, 27. Yeah, that's the year. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually, I got, actually got the decks in like 94. But I pay. There were a pair of Gemini's I got from high school. The dude I was in high school with, or whatever, my, for my senior year. So I rocked those for like a year, and I could barely mix on them. But by the time I got out of school, then I was like, then I got another pair of crappy Gemini's that I could actually, I could barely mix on. And then once I could mix like crazy on those, uh, as soon as I even could touch the techniques, I was, it was, it was done because those are those have been the industry standard butter turntable for infinity. So sure. Was, I mean, just. Whew, you can learn on a Gemini uh, belt drive. You can do. You can do anything. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So on Milwaukee, um, you know, really started that full rave scene. I mean, it was right at the the heat of them, like you know, starting the crack house laws and stuff. I was at we DJ'd my friend Victor. Uh, I don't know if you know Victor Orozco. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know of him. Yeah. Oh right, he, he's my homie from from literally from that time. We both DJ'd this. Um, we DJed this party down in Racine that was the start of uh, Biden, of our pre current President Biden, who uh, started the crack house law to kind of end the rave scene, you know, to try to oh, start, curb yeah. the rave scene or whatever. Uh, 
we were the first test party uh, to get busted in Racine with that crack house law. So literally everybody, everybody, they shut down the party and then one by one, they gave everybody a ticket for, for essentially being in a crack house. And then everybody went to the judge, these 300 people in front of them in the morning. And he goes, you, well, you don't look like a crackhead. I'm like, am I the first one of the day? He goes, yes, you are. I'm like, well, let's make it a good one. And he goes, yeah, I don't see any reason for you to be here. I, was, I don't either. And he goes, yeah. okay, well, let's, let's, let's cancel that one. I was like, there's about 200 kids out there. They're going to tell you the same thing. We're at a bar where I'm a DJ. We're just, you know what? Nobody's, nobody's doing crack. And, right. and he laughed and then he literally had to go through the next like 300 people. He let them all go. That was the start of it. That was, you know, DJing a bunch of uh, raves and then a bunch of club stuff. We kind of got into clubs. We got into um, tail end of Matisse. And then we got into Ty Joe's right off the bat. And then that was that was pretty much the start of kind of getting the DJs throughout the the, the city. Uh, working with my nice. friend Michael came in from uh, from here from LA, uh, came in and helped promote. Uh, he's an original. He's a Cudahy original. His parents uh, were there and such. But uh, but, um, um, I think. And then so in doing so, we started doing shows. We started promoting shows, and it was you know a bunch of DJs and uh, promoting shows. We had to make flyers. So as soon as we started making flyers, I, you know, I kind of had an outlet because I'd, you know, gone to school for it, but I was, you know, I'm working at a gas station. I'm doing, you know, you're 22. So you're like, what are you doing? I'm working at a gas station or I'm working at whatever. So as soon as I kind of got in with uh, Ty Joe's, that, that was my home, basically. They, you know, I was a delivery driver. And I was a front desk and I was like, I'll, I'll bartend, I'll bar back, I'll do whatever. And then eventually I just started promoting and then doing, you know, I was doing sound for them and I was doing, you know, we're doing projects, we're setting up lights, doing all their design work, doing their calendar, doing what, you know, it was just any piece of it. And they were just such family and just an amazing, amazing place. I mean, really just, this yeah. is an incredible place. They had a green room. I mean, and I guess it's all past, but, but it was an amazing green room and they were all hippies, right? So they were like, they loved like Bob Weir and rat. They always have Bob Weir down there, like rat, oh, part yeah. of rat dog and, and, uh, a ton. I would not even get into whoever they had down there. They had a ton, a ton of guitarists and amazing artists come through there. Um, but yeah, in doing so, I just I ended up doing a bunch of design and just kind of continued on with the design. And um, I don't know. I was working for Camel Cigarettes, and we were like doing shows where we were where I was I was working for a nonprofit organization, uh, Free Burma Coalition, and we were uh, getting medical supplies, food, clothing, shelter for all these Burmese refugees in the, along the Thailand Burmese border. And this is kind of like, um, this is early, no, this is late, late 90s. So it was like 98, 99, 2000, or like 97, 98, 99. And I was literally able to get checks from Camel and then literally hand them right over to Free Burma Coalition. And then we were doing these trips over to Thailand along the Burmese border. We were, we were like bringing all the supplies, hooking up all these clinics with like uh, mosquito netting and, and, uh, and cash, you know, kind of just figure out what they would need when we get there on the ground or whatever. Yeah. And there were these right. huge refugee camps, like 40,000 people, you know, in a, in a refugee camp, you know, something the size of like, yeah, wherever, something, you know, like, like a suburb of Milwaukee, but just like on this hillside. Wow. And like, you know, all these bamboo huts and stuff. They'd have a full school. Most of them were there had the, like these, these camps had been there for like a decade, you know, since like, uh, they did 1989 was the uh, Democratic election for Aung San Suu Kyi. Uh, okay. in, in Burma when they uh, they did a military coup d'etat and then they uh, they, they put her on house arrest 
I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're like looking at like a decade later, these these refugee camps are still there or whatever. So, yeah, working with we're, we're working at Taijo in Milwaukee, in, in Milwaukee, working at Taijo's was like, it was just a, it was all right there. So it was just like a really dream. And then, you know, being able to work Camel Cigarettes too, we were like, we were in every bar working, you know, all these different events and shows and we're booking shows and we're booking out quality talent with, with cigarette money, essentially. And it was, it was a, it was a great time. I mean, there was a, there was a really, there were a couple of times where you were literally able to hand a check right over to Free Burma and be like, here you go. Here's a check right from Camel. Like, I know there's some, you know, we were like Robin Hooding that shit. I mean, at the end of the day, it was really, it was, it was awesome. You know, so I think that was a, that was a really fun piece. And then just, you know, being able to do all the design work and, and still work marketing and all that. And then, yeah, I think after a while, Milwaukee, I was just like, I don't want to become an alcoholic and I don't want to, I'm good at it. I'm great at it. You know, yeah. we've, we've got it in the family, like every yeah. you know, whole family. Love, we love the liquor. We love that. Right. So it's like I'm like, you know what? I know I'm either gonna own a bar, live in a bar, die in a bar, whatever. And it's like I don't hate it because as soon as I come back, I'm like, I'm amazing at it. I love, yeah. and I just I jump right in like it's like psh, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Where have I been? Of course, I want an old fashioned with too much ice. I'm ready. Right. Let's go right now. Yeah. You know, and you're like I. It's it's a it's oh, a yeah. it's a dance, right? So I'd I think I'm better at being a pothead. I'm better at you know being you know smoking marijuana and kind of keeping that on an even keel. And I take a couple months off a year just to like you know make sure I'm like still the boss or whatever. Right I on, yeah. But oh yeah, I mean it's it's definitely uh, embedded in the culture here. Um, yeah, and I just didn't. I don't. I am not. I don't have as good of control over it. I would say as. Um, as most, I mean, now I do, but at the time when we were living in bars and we were DJing and we were working for Camel and you, I mean, you'd literally be like, I'd be a DJ. And then I'm walking into a bar with a carton of cigarettes for the bartender. And they're like, cool. What do you want to drink? You know? And you're like, whatever. And then, you know, you're DJing that night too. So all your drinks are free. And it's just like, it was this just never ending flow of booze, you know, yep. and, and cigs and, it was, I mean, parts of it, you know, it was incredible. I never, I would never trade it for anything, honestly. I hear you. It was, it was amazing. It was about one of the best times, you know, of my life. But also, you know, it was really, there were some major signs that were, dude, I can't, I, you know, this isn't sustainable, you know, for me personally. I can't yeah. continue this, this, this dance or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that was kind of it. I was like, I, I want to still make art. I still want to be creative. I still want to DJ. And, um, and my friend, Michael lived, lived, uh, he lives out here now. He, you know, I, and I kind of ended up following those guys out here to DJ with them, uh, came to Milwaukee and was a promoter. And they just like, they just turned that city upside down. They mm -hmm. literally came in and just flipped the entire script on what it was to promote shows. They came with like, I mean, wild concepts, any show they were doing, you know, was, was a free show. And, and then it was like, they were doing call lists and mail lists. They were doing like yeah. email wow. lists, and they were like, yeah. like they were doing like like wild guest lists for different sporting franchises. And they were like, bring like it was like it was a intense. And then they were pretty doing comprehensive. It. Yeah, and it was like they'd have like this line out the door, and they'd be like, it's free before eleven. But then they'd just cue the line for like a you know a block and a half down the block, and they would just. They would just do it and it was incredible and it was like you'd see how they made this work and it was really just pure magic 
you know, and Milwaukee had really never seen anything to that extent, I'd say, on the local lower club scene, you know, and that was like, that was it. It was awesome. I was like, this is the best. I'm like, I absolutely, you know, I, I can follow this for a while. Right so, on. You know, once they, it was Michael Carrera and uh, Michael Bolden. And once they were Michael and Michael, once they, once, and then Helen, our other friend, Helen uh, Frenzovich, who is hardcore Helen, she's up in, um, in San Francisco. She's got a kid. It's beautiful. Everything. She's awesome. there. Totally domestic, whatever. Right she on. still raves. She still raves. She still goes out and raves. But you know, you know, I mean, nobody's like promoting or doing any shows. I got you. I like Carrera and I are the only ones DJ, and he does a bunch of bear parties, and I'm just doing like art parties and you know some club stuff or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so how long you been out there now? Um, for oh, I'd say since since 2001, off and on. Um, but really solid since 2006. Right 2006. On. 2000. Yeah. Nice. So, Damn, yeah. Well, it's been a while. I don't know. I wish I, 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 I wish I would have done it a little bit soon. Like I came out in 2001 during, and it was right at 9/11. Literally, I had all my shit packed up, and I was coming out here to help them promote for like six months. And I wish I would have just figured it out at that time. I'm just done. But I came back, and you know, and made Milwaukee work for another uh, three, four years or whatever before I was really sure. oh, all right. I got you know, I got to I got to do this because it was, you know, I was like the arts out here and the agencies were out here. And it was already like there were movie opportunities and there was like PA, you know, there's PA work. I'm like, I'm ready. I want to get on set. I'm just going to, you know, I'll do whatever. And, you know, all my friends that I had up here were already working on set or, you know, or, or they were comics or they were doing it was just entertainment shit. So yeah. I was like, I need it. I need entertainment shit. So, you know, and that's, that's, that's where I've been ever since. I love it. You know, I love, I love the people and I don't really care about like, I don't know, you know, like who's the Kardashians or any of that stuff. Oh you know? yeah. Right. But I do love, like, I love just the environment um, that it, you know, that it produces. And I also love like LA is a huge amalgamation of all kinds of, I mean, it's the entire world sends their best here. Yeah, no, I, I went to LA with my friend and I got an Airbnb last summer and we spent a week there. Um, it was our, for both of our first times in LA. And I, I mean, we did a lot of like the starter kit stuff. We spent a lot of time on the beach, obviously. Um, you know, explored downtown. Uh, I, we we went whale watching in Dana Point. I love that shit. I'm I'm all I'm a fan of it. I like yeah, it's fun. yeah I like um, domestic touristy stuff. Oh yeah, me too. Well, right, yeah. Like we had a great time. I don't know if I could ever see myself living there, but I would definitely love to. You know, sporadically visit for sure. Like it's almost, it's just so big. And like you said, yeah, like it's, it's like, you know, such a um, centerpiece, centerpiece for, for all the, like, you know, the best in the industry and everything. And it's overwhelming, (laughs) but, but it, but it sounds like you knew a lot of the people when you, when you, when you went out there, like you, you knew people that kind of every that's how you do it like if Ben if you were like I'm ready I'm coming out to LA I'd be like okay well I can I'll put you up for like a month and a half I got you you know you're then after everybody does it everybody's couch surfing for you know month and a half two months you get your shit yeah. together you get your you know you kind of have a job sort of lined up before you get out and then you just do it and I mean I don't know I think really realistically I think it's a um there's a lot of neat opportunities out here um I do enjoy the weather of course uh, <laughs> I miss the camaraderie of Milwaukee and I miss the tight knit. Um, like I got some tight knit 
homies here, no question. I've got amazing family and like friends here that you know, just. But there's something like I guess I guess I guess I just grinded the hardest with people in my twenties in Milwaukee, right? And that's just there's something just to be said about that. So, you know, I I really I still really gravitate to those people where I'm like, well, I'm like my mom. I don't know, you know, my mom passed away a couple of years ago or whatever. Or my brother. And so I, I don't have family in Milwaukee. I got a sister still in Lake Geneva, but like I'm still coming like two or three times a year just because I'm like, I love my friends and like, no, yeah. I want to I work on projects. I want to make art. And like I yeah. you know, shot that video with Waldoc. Big oh, shout out to Waldoc. That was a really cool video. I love Waldoc. He's, He's like, so great. Oh. oh, yeah. Big total sweetheart. I, I had, I sat down and had a really good talk with him a few months ago. Yeah. And, He's a very, very talented artist too. Oh, he's incredible. He's, I don't know, he's stupid incredible. I know. Yeah. You're, you're like, why are you? Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I take it back. That's really, you know. And now at this point, I just like, I just like, whatever. Just let me know when you got something. I'm like, I'm ready. Sign me up. Yeah, right on. That's yeah. like, you heard some of his work that he's done now with uh, Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, did a little breaking and entering uh, spotlight on him a few months ago. He talked about it. Right. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah, that's like, cause those, I mean, those two, that's a, that's a wild combo. Cause Jason's, I mean, they're both just as like to the moon talented, but they come from totally like fun, odd places for each other. So like, yeah, yeah, just magic. I'm like, yeah. all right, that thing, that thing, that thing's got the legs for sure. Oh yeah. Big time. Uh, I, yeah. I like that. That's a, yeah. that's a good. Looking forward good to what they do. Right. Good combo. A good combo. You make me want to. Yeah. You want to text him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of a broad question, but like, yeah, what? How? How has your career panned out since you know fully relocating? Good, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm not rich, but I'm definitely satisfied with the work that I've done. Right? Like, I love. I, that's 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 what it's all about. I think that's, that's what I think too. I was like, you know, you just got your, you got your body of work that you've done. And I'm like, I can look at it and I go, I've touched a lot of really banging ass brands and yeah. I haven't really given a shit either. I'm more so like, I tap that ass, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. like, oh, oh, it's so nice to be able to work for this prestigious band. Like no brand cares. If I die tomorrow, no brand is going to stop existing or like stop making no, what you mean. or whatever, yeah. you know, like Miracle Whip's not going to stop whipping crappy bread. Like that's still gonna happen. So right. for me, it's just like I'm like these brands. I'm just like notching a bedpost in them. I love it. I'm like, give me another yeah. brand. I'll take another brand. I'll take another. We well, got a brand. I haven't touched. I'll touch that brand because that's you know it's just it's I don't know. There's something slept to it that I really enjoy, and I think that that's you know there's some magic to that too. Of course. So, well, had had you before the documentary um, that you just did, um, like had you. Uh, had you had directional work before then? Yeah, I, I AD'd, um, I've AD'd a ton of shorts. Um, obviously, I've shot a ton of uh, music videos, uh, local, you know, uh, whatever, smaller D, C and D band uh, music videos. Right cool. And um, had you like directed like a feature length, like film before I like that? that thought. No, no, I had not. No, and I never had pushed it uh, that hard uh, for a film at all. I, I absolutely not. No, I had done um, one short uh, art, art fantasy art film prior. Nice. Uh, that had gone off the festival and done fairly well. Uh, and that was really the, um, 
then I'd AD'd a bunch of stuff, uh, higher budget than my piece. So I'd, you know, I'd done a couple of like 100K to 300K uh, productions, but um, I hadn't really, you know, sat in the director or like, none of it was my writing. You know, it wasn't my yeah. project specifically. So I'm just, you know, I'm calling, I'm calling the shots. I'm making sure the choreographers are like in the garage dancing and like catering is going to roll up while I change the script, you know, like that yeah. kind of crap. So I, yeah, I think, I mean, I obviously like directing a little bit more and you got to be a lot more creative. And if you're writing it as well, then you get your options. But um, I, I, yeah, like I said, that's my first, that's going to be my first feature length. So I don't yeah. know. Um, if I can get this one to go somewhere, I will absolutely get another one rolling. And in the meantime, I'm just working agency life. I've been working for an agency out of Brooklyn or whatever. They're paying me really well. And, um, yeah. and then still working for a library foundation and such. And, Kind of just planning summer. I'm working on a live PA. I've got my I got my gear in the back. I don't even see it. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. You see my setup? Yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. I got my gear set up. I, I got a, a live techno PA that I'm that's like 50 minutes long right now and bangs like boom chicka boom boom chicka boom boom chicka boom boom like bang bang like 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 as a DJ bang not like I don't know not like you bringing that to quarters this summer. Fuck yeah, that's my plan, dude. Vic, Vic Dagger, Vic Damone's hooking it up. He's uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's and that's like, see that, and that's what it is, right? It's like such low, like I'm like, this, that's all I, that's all I'm working on. I'm like, I'm working on a gig at quarters, and I'm working so hard. I'm like, hey. that's what, that's my life. That's what entertains me. That's the that's beauty, awesome. Right? Yeah, that's like me doing a drawing. I'm like, I'm drawing this for myself. I'm drawing this so that it's like, because I love to draw. I'm like yeah. making this DJ set and this like live PA because I'm like, I just love to make music and I love it to bang. I want people to actually dance, not be like, oh, this is a very interesting experimental PA. Like, <laughs> kind of sitting around touching your noodle. I'm like, I hate that. Sh I don't hate it. I don't hate it because there's a lot of really, a lot of really good nerds in Milwaukee and here in LA. For sure. A lot of like, just incredible. You just want like, people to get down to it. That's you know? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the dancing. I want the mess. So, um, yeah. And then it's right. all original too, right? So I'm not doing any samples. It's not like sampled loops or anything like that. It's all keyed, uh, all yeah. baseline. Uh, it's all you know tracked out. I mean, obviously there's samples of. I guess you want to get into the digital aspects of things, but I, I won't. That's like sure, sure. Everything is a sample. <laughs> is anything ever truly original? No, I'm kidding. No, and that's exactly <laughs> right. You're like, yeah. I want to have a. I'm trying to get a drummer for that shit though. I got to talk to Josh. I just kind of keep, I have enough time to where I, I haven't really hit him up yet, but you know, yeah. just, I'll send this podcast to him and be like, Hey, I talk about you at the end where I want you to come and drum in July at quarters uh, for the, uh, this is Josh, you know, Josh anonymous. DJ. Uh, anonymous. I, I think I I've, I've heard of DJ. I, I didn't know his name was Josh, but yeah. Uh, the, uh, Dormouse and the kind of Matt. Oh, Matt, oh, Matt. oh, oh yeah. Dormouse. Yeah. He's that whole legacy. I see. Okay. He's one of the most amazing drummers. Great DJ and uh, just a good person all around or whatever. But oh, yeah. I'm sending him video songs and stuff to like track over. So he's he'll uh, he'll probably be receptive to it. Right on. Come Shout out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Catch some drums over the top. Yeah. As far as um, the comedy doc, like, so yeah, you said you talked to 120 comics. What was your primary method of um, like, um meeting and coordinating with all those people like how did you get in touch with all of them it was strictly through the producers honestly it was my friends the comics you know that these were these were the people that really started it up 
And then I guess once I got into it, I was just like, cool, what are the nights? What nights am I going out? Where am I going? Let's get this, you know? Um, but I did, I want to say I did almost half of the comics here uh, in LA with uh, my buddy James. Yeah. He's an open mic guy. Uh, com he's a, you know, comic now. Uh, but he's a, um, he's a staple, you know, in the community or whatever. And he knows all the little weird underground things. And especially when everything shut down, he was one of the only people who I saw where I was like, oh, this dude is still out and about. And everybody was like hiding out. We would like go out at eight o'clock at night outside our house during COVID and like bang pots and pans. And some dude like three yards uh, away would play a uh, Star Spangled Banner on his guitar, you know, and that was like, everybody would clap. And then that was like our night. Now everybody go back inside. Yeah. And like, I'm looking at, at James uh, on his Instagram feed and he is out and about and he's getting into it and just being a mess. And I'm like, where is this happening? What are you doing? What are you, you know, what are you getting into? And, you know, so he was like, oh, I'm out and I'm doing these shows. They're all like these weird underground. People are still doing shows. I'm like, all right, sign me up. And he was like, you should come film. And then as soon as I was like, oh, okay, let's just do like a little fun thing. And it just, honestly, even the first night we ended up interviewing five or six people. And I was like, oh, I can just put together a little YouTube thing. It'll be fun. And then we went out three more nights and I ended up having like 25 comics. And I was like, oh, this thing is already a big shit mess. Okay, I don't know what we're going to do with these. Let's keep it rolling. And then we just, you know, it was like, we hit like probably 40 or 50 by the time I ended up getting out of here to go up to San Francisco. I was working up in San Francisco uh, back and forth. And I had a, I was working for, what was I? Microsoft. I was working for Microsoft up there for, uh, they had a whole financial, some new financial end to their Microsoft Teams piece that they're using or whatever. I'm doing all their videos for them, right? I'm doing a motion graphics and crap. Sure, sure. Yeah. Staying with my friend Helen in uh, in in uh, San Francisco or whatever, and working. And uh, you know, at the same time, I'm I'm um, in San Francisco, and my well, you know one of my producers, Kasim, is up there, uh, Kasim Bentley. So he's you know he's like, let me get you in touch with as many comics as I can find. So he probably got me another like at least another fifteen or twenty, and then from that it all you know it's like each one of them has one or two others that kind of like yeah. add to that. And then uh, Eureka Savage Henry, uh, you know, up in up in Northern California, right there by yeah. the Oregon border. That was the same same style. My friend uh, Lauren Cassie Brenner, uh, they actually have a show. They're all doing a show tonight. Like her, uh, Sarah Rooker, Andrea uh, Bardenek, and uh, Gabby. They're all doing a big you know big ladies oh, nice. show up there or whatever in in a, at Savage Henry night or whatever. So they. Um, she was the same way. She was like, well, get up here. You know, let's do some, let's do some interviews. It's uh, during Savage Henry Festival. So there's going to be a bunch of really great comics up here and um, you can interview whoever you like, you know, so we got up there and I probably interviewed another 20, 30 comics. So, and I, I came back to Moa or back to uh, Los Angeles and then maybe caught like another 10 or 15 or something like that. No more. Cause we were already at like hundred, at least another 20, you know, 20, 20 some odd comics. There's a few that didn't make the cut cause they were either drunk or like, weird audio you know how it goes so it's just kind of like man well angelus it's been a great time uh hanging out and chatting like to actually like not just do like you know the duty calls to, like actually like you know like hang out and shoot the shit uh I've yeah, had I a guess blast. See, yeah i can see your face i'm like i can see you know your expression uh, yeah it's about yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that, that that you know it's uh after COVID, it, you know, it was kind of hard to come by. I mean, yeah, like I was doing this, like doing doing Zoom interviews and stuff. But like, yeah, my my last uh, thing I wanted to ask you is just, you know, what are some things you want to accomplish or uh, goals you might have uh, by the end of the year? Oh, yeah. 
well, I'd like to, um, I'd like to figure out uh, another, another living situation. So I like where I, we're going to stay where, we're, you know, where I'm at is, is awesome or whatever. Me and, the, and I got a roomie here or whatever, but um, I need to figure out something like that to make purchase on. And I think that's kind of the, you know, and obviously I'm in LA, I have rent control and I'm, you know, and I'm set for until somebody wants to buy me out, you know, essentially. So that's good. But um, I need it to have some goofy nest egg on the back end, but you know, whatever. So I, I am, um, I'm going back and forth about Milwaukee, about going, coming back and buying a piece of property in Milwaukee. Um, I'm going to look at some stuff this summer. Right on. And, nice. Uh, you know, it's like, I want a duplex and I want to move some homies in. <laughs> it's like, that's my, basically my entire thought on it, you know, and then just have it and be able to have it, you know, come back for the summers and like, you know, live or yeah. you know, yeah. have a place, have a, like, get a car, get a crappy car and like, like have it there or whatever. Like I yeah. always come back and I don't have a car and I'm just like kind of either at the mercy or, um, you know, people are like, Hey, hey borrow mine. And I'm like, ah, you know, I feel bad or whatever. Weird. Nothing um, too fancy. Just, you know, just a little yeah. setup. I'd like yeah. to get a little, I'd like to get a little setup back in Milwaukee. And right on. Um, if that doesn't happen, then I've been um, really toying with Ecuador as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw you were there recently. Loved it. Just fell in love. And a lot of really great, like, um, American and Canadian and British immigrants uh, have moved in. And okay. Just, you know, that are just, some of them are turds, but some of them are really delightful and stuff. And I think there's a really good system there of people that can kind of, like, help me buy property and figure, you know, figure out the, like, navigate to be able to kind of you know, build your own home if you want to, or just make some something existing. So, so everything, everything down there is like, like, I don't know, 60K, 70K, something like, and right on the beach. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm having a moment with life where I'm like, you know, and I, this is something where you catch this at like 65, where you're like, okay, it's time to go to Florida now, you know, but I'm like, eh, if I just do this now, I get to the next 20 years. So that's what I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm working on that either Milwaukee or I'm going to try to snowbird, um, Ecuador, snowbird, oh. Ecuador, right. Do winters, winters essentially in Ecuador and then come back up for the summers. Oh, wow. Vacay, yeah. whatever. And then just go back. Cause it's even in LA, it's still, it's still cold in the winter. You know, I mean, it's down to like 40 at night, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Really not, really not at all. Nothing like Milwaukee. Yeah. And comparably. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, but you know, but I'll tell you what happens though. And this is the big, big, um, there's such a dramatic shift because it'll be 80 degrees during the day and then it will get down to 40. So you're looking at every single day. It's just like fire and ice, fire and ice, fire and ice. And it's kind of just, it's just rough on the system. I think it just, you know, for me, it thins the blood. It just makes me a wussy immediately. I'm like, I'm always cold. I'm like, no, you know, I'm like in doing so, I'm like, I need to even get into a warmer climate. Being in Ecuador is like the toastiest I could be in the winter and, and, and still exist. Right on. Well, that's it. It's right on the. It's right on the uh, equator. I don't have a, That's as oh, cold, yeah. You know, essentially, I don't know. Oh. I can't go much more. I'm like, I don't, yeah. There's no warmer spot I can go to, and I'm, I'm yeah. so chilly. That's quite fascinating. Um, I'm going to Peru in a few weeks. Get out. Yeah, ten days. Okay. And have you before? Nope. Uh, okay. This will be my first time in South America. Get on! That's incredible, dude. South America slaps, dude. I, I'm I'm very excited. Are, um, you, are you doing Machu Picchu the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. We're flying into Lima and then spending some time in Cusco. And then are you are you 
prepared to be like altitude sickness and all that shit? Are you tripping? Yeah, out we're, we're, we're investing in some uh, some medical supplies to help with that. Those little, are you guys doing those little oxygen things? I think so. Either that or like pills, something like, I don't know. Someone else oh, is taking I'm, care I'm of. fascinated by it. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I have uh, pictures Dude. to come, I guess. Machu Picchu, man. That's like, like, that's like one of the, the spots where the aliens come, man. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're juiced in. Oh man. It'll, it'll definitely give some perspective for sure. But I'm very much looking forward to just a very different cultural experience. Um, so, well, uh, all that is exciting stuff, Angelus. Um, yeah. Uh, my last two questions that I ask everybody on the way out. Uh, the first one is what keeps you up at night? Oh man, the aliens uh, uh, series. Uh, I have been getting into it uh, really, really tough. I watched the nice. first three again. And oh. then I was like, oh, I think I have to watch Prometheus. And then I was like, oh, let me check the timeline. And then they were like, sorry, that's actually the wrong timeline. They're like, you have to watch Alien versus Predator first. And then okay. Alien versus Predator uh, fucking Requiem, which I, yeah. I was like, I don't even know that thing. And then Prometheus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The final one is the, is the, uh, the one that was done by the French guy uh, from City of Lost Children or whatever. With, um, it's, got, it's got the girl from Beetlejuice in it. Oh, okay. okay. And, and Sigourney Weaver or whatever. She's like, alien. That's like the, so that's like the final thing that's happened in that world. And I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm coming to terms with that. That's, what, that's what's keeping me up at night. I'm straight up like, how is that the final thing that's happened? I'm like, and then Prometheus is like prequel. I'm like, who let him do a prequel? I didn't even realize that was a thing. I'm like, didn't you see George Lucas do a prequel? And then that was a bad idea. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't in on that talk, so. That's keeping me up, man. I'm telling you. What puts you to sleep? Oh, oh, David Attenborough. Oh um, yeah, good book. I've been doing H.G. Wells, uh, old H.G. Wells book. Um, I just got done with The Invisible Man, and that's been nice. kind of, you know, I don't know. That's I think books. Books are books are putting me to bed. Yeah, and so I mean, obviously, I'm I'm eating a little bit of weed probably too. <laughs> I yeah, know. no, I. I, I'm a big fan of Attenborough and BBC Earth in general. Yeah. I've, I've spent a lot of time watching that stuff in the last year. He's magic. I mean, oh yeah. If you've ever wanted to wash away all of humanity's just pure ugliness and like just all the nasty thoughts and advertisement things and shitty yeah. snacks and like people and honking horns, like yeah, Attenborough. Attenborough can just go, Wah. you know, he's like. Just, just does it he just yeah just me to forget all about humanity's inhumanity to other man with a t with a glimmer of hope at the end every time oh, for sure for sure yeah. and also a little bit of guilt too because you're like yeah we are fucking up this planet aren't we yeah right 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 but yeah. he doesn't you know he does it in a very british way so it's like you know it's uh it's pink floyd uh, quiet desperation uh, is the english way yeah. for sure and, oh, it would be a nice thing if we could get this planet. Or, uh, yeah. You know, and I, yeah. I just love them. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, man. Thank you. Great to see you. And just, yeah, I'm excited to, to see the turnout of it. Shoot me some yeah. links. And um, yeah, shout out yeah, to the fan. Right and all the, yeah, all the love, man. All the love. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, this was a good time. Um, yeah. Stay tuned for a sense of humor. And, uh, Come see Angelus at Quarters this summer in July. 
sometime. I'll be it'll be early July. I don't know. I'm gonna get the date from Vic Damone and it's gonna be crush. I'm so yeah, sorry. let me know. Let me yeah. know that shit. Yeah, pure techno hot trash mess. Um, our favorite. Yeah, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time, everybody. Right.